Hey guys, it's Paul Hansen here. I'm your host. You're listening to the 10th edition of Boss Tone Radio, and this is the second segment. And today we have our special guest, the amazing guitar player, Scott Henderson. Let's listen to a little bit more of Scott's playing. This is an excerpt from Devil Boy from Scott's Well to the Bone album. Killer tones, Scott. Do you still use 11s? Yeah, yeah. It, 11s tuned down to E flat. That's some pretty serious vibrato and bending for those big fat strings. Actually, the um, 11s down at E flat feel pretty much like 10s at E. Uh huh. It's not that bad. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I still use use nines. Yeah, and, I, I used to try <laughs> to use. Um, I tr- I've tried everything. I've tried even 12s. But it was too much for me, uh, it's, you know, because I heard yeah. that Stevie Ray Vaughan used twelves. But man, for me, it was just it was it was too much. Yeah, it's tough on I. You know, sometimes I'll get my finger separated from the fingernail and it swells yeah, up. That's and, happened to me millions of times. I bring uh, super glue on the road for that. Oh, uh, that's and that's glue good. the fingernail back to the finger, and uh, that usually works for a gig. <laughs> for me, I remember times where it hurt so bad where I have a, a cup of water on top of my amp or where it wouldn't vibrate off. And then uh-huh. between tunes, I just stick my hand right in the cup of water, you know, right. just to kill the pain. <laughs> but yeah, your vibrato and bending, a lot of guys who, you know, solo over changes like you don't bend like that. That's really cool. Well, I mean, I've been playing rock and roll and blues my whole life. So uh-huh. jazz came way, way, way later. Really? In fact, I didn't even really hear jazz until I was around 25 or, you know, didn't really experience it until I was around 25. I heard it in my 20s, early 20s, but didn't really understand it at all. Wow. You know, I, I got I got introduced jazz kind of through a backwards way because, well, actually rock too when you think about it because the first rock music I listened to was Led Zeppelin and yeah. they sure didn't invent that, you know, it was like guys like Muddy Waters. Right, and I learned about them much later, so I kind of went chronologically back in time, mm-hmm. and the same thing happened to me with jazz. The first jazz I heard, I mean, I had heard some straight-ahead jazz on the radio, but I just couldn't. It just was so foreign to me; I couldn't relate to it at all. But I heard groups like Tower of Power, and Mavish New Orchestra, and Weather Report, and Chick Corea, mm. and you know, these kind of bands were kind of like playing those jazz notes, but with more right. of a modern feel with more of a rock mentality. Yeah. So I got into those kind of bands and then later learned that, learned that they didn't invent that either. <laughs> then, you know, when I kind of got my ears tuned to some of that harmony, then when I did go back and listen to Miles and Coltrane and stuff, it didn't sound as foreign to me as it did. Right. And, then, and then for a long time I got into straight-ahead jazz, and I love straight-ahead jazz now. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, I came at it from backwards in time. It was kind of a gradual, you know, 
to the the real hardcore jazz. Yeah, sure. Anything's an acquired taste that yeah. you don't know about. Like especially in this country, you just don't hear jazz over here. Mm-hmm. Where whereas in Europe, you you hear jazz in McDonald's stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it's and they play it on the radio. Just all kinds of music is more widely accepted over there. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I just changed the subject. I remember back in the tribal tech days, once you said that when you're playing a gig, there's a correlation between how many girls that like you and how many lights that are in your equipment rack. You know? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You used I to... mean, usually in, for, on tribal tech gigs, the, <laughs> the, the only girls were the waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you used to have a lot of, of gear, including a guitar synth. Yeah, I don't anymore. I'm really old uh-huh. school. Um, I'm just using pedals, uh-huh. pedals and a, uh, an amp. Uh-huh. I don't use any rack stuff anymore, except I, I have one little SE70 that I use for reverb and delay and some effects and stuff. Uh, the Boss Multi-Effects. Yeah, yeah. and that's the, only, that's the only digital stuff I have. Everything else is just pedals in the amp. You run that in the effects loop? Yeah, w- with a mixer, I should say. Uh, so you just you run the SE70 full 100% and then just mix in the amount of effect yeah. that you yeah, want. Yeah, I just got one of those little line mixers. There's no knobs or anything on it. It's just got an in and an out and a send and a return. I go out of the send of the amp down to the floor to my volume pedal and then back up into the mixer. That's a Boss FV500L volume pedal? Yeah. And, um, and let's see, how does that work? It goes out of the send into my volume pedals and then back into the amp. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. It goes into out of the send of the mixer. That's what I'm talking about. But if folks can go to your your website, scotthenderson.net, and I th- yeah, you can see how it all is hooked up. Right. Do you have a CE2 chorus, a mm-hmm. Boss chorus? You, I noticed you have a TU12. You know the classic Boss tuner. Yeah, I also use the looper, the the little pedal loop. RC2. Yeah. That thing is so cool. It is. It's great, man. I love that thing. I, Scott, I live in the mountains right by Mount Rainier near uh-huh. Seattle. And it's tough for me to find musicians up here if I'm home, you know. So I have one of the big RC50s, and I can go out and do a gig with the big looper. Oh, that's you know? awesome, man. It's so fun. Those things are so cool. Yeah, and I'll use a guitar synth to put in a bass part, you know. And then there are three separate loops on that three completely separate like phrase recorders so i can record a verse on the first phrase chorus on the second phrase when i get tired of going between those then i can go to the third phrase and play a bridge right As, but that rc2 i read that you use it for sound checking yeah because i just put some guitar soloing into it and turn it back on and then go out and listen to the bass and drums play with me and or play with the box. That is one of the best ideas for sound checking I've ever heard of. It's really um, great for that because someone doesn't know your sound. and You can actually go back to the mixing console and tell the guy, hey, you know, it's too bright or whatever. Right. And you said the band plays along too. Um, yeah. yeah, they play they're usually just like a blues or something mm-hmm. and they'll just, you know, I'll just hit. In fact, you know, I even have something just saved in there. Oh, yeah. That I just turn on. Yeah, you can save 11 loops. Yeah, mainly I do it for tone mm-hmm. because I put the mic right in the middle of the speaker because I think that's where the best tone is. But uh-huh. it is bright, and sometimes you have to take off a little treble on the huh. board, and I never know how much to take off 
because right. it's different in every room. Uh-huh. You know? So that's why I really need to be out at the soundboard listening to my tone. Yeah. Cool. Hey, um, if you don't mind, let's go back in time and listen to a little of your band, Tribal Tech. Uh, back in the days when you had the massive rack and all the gear and stuff. So let's see. This is called Face First. Let's listen to this for a second. Man, is that Gary Willis playing bass? Yeah, that's a Willis tune, too. That's a nice tune. Dang, that's some shredding bass in there, too. Yeah, he's a bad dude, definitely. This concludes the second segment of this 10th edition of Boston Radio. Stay tuned for the third segment. We're going to keep talking to Scott Henderson. Hey, just a plug, you can find out about Cool Boss Gear at BossUS.com.